Coming to you live from the offices of Ariel Tours in New York, I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Soul Farm, with Shalom Lach Eretz Nehederet, 
Um, originally done by Yehoram Gaon, a cover of an American song, City of New Orleans. That particular cover, Shalom Lecheretz Nehederet, by Soul Farm, was done especially for the Nachum Siegel Network a few years back. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of The Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. We are here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 AM Eastern, 4 PM Israel time. Special thank you this morning to Avrami for helping us uh, get on. I, you may hear, have uh, a bit of a uh, something, cold allergy, I don't know. So um, bear with me as we work our way through a show with an allergy. Um, It is fundraising week on the Nachum Siegel Network, and um, please, I will go into greater detail later, but if you enjoy this show, and I know that many of you do, you you comment often, you send me emails and on the Facebook page and and so forth, um, please go to um, contribute. Whatever you contribute is great. No minimum, no maximum. You can contribute a nice amount. It's all tzedakah, as per many of the rabbis who uh, we consult with. So um, now is the time to say thank you for this um, listener-sponsored program that uh, you get every week. And, um, and, And I know that you enjoy every week based on your comments. It's um, F, like Frank, J, like Jewish, B, like broadcasting, unity, the word unity, fjbunity.com. And if you're donating in our honor, you can you can write that. That's fine. We're happy. We're happy to get the support and um, show that you appreciate everything that's being done. It can't be done without that. I just, that's, that's all I have to say. People might think otherwise, but it really can't. It, it, it needs your help and it needs your support in order to function. Okay, we're going to go to some music, as we uh, like to do. Jonathan Razel, his albums, I believe, is out, his new album. And we've debuted some of the songs of that album here on The Israel Show. This is one uh, composed by the late Ben Sion Schenker. Covered by Yonatan Rezel. Hatov, Kilo Chalua Chamecha. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Yonatan Razel with music from uh, the new album, which we believe is is out this week, is coming out this week, or is out this week, one of those. And uh, that was Hatov, the uh, Nigan, written by the great Ben-Sin Schenker, Lava Shalom, passed away a few months ago, as we have spoken about on this radio show. Um, a shout-out, Mazal Tov, to Sarah and Hillel Kramer, who got married yesterday. And due to the... Um, inability that you might hear in my voice. I was unable to attend, um, but I was there in spirit. That's a cliche, but it's true. I was thinking about them the whole day yesterday. Uh, very close friends, Rabbi Benji Kramer, Helen Kramer, Mazaltov to them, Mazaltov to Amy and Myron Eagle, and uh, to the entire uh, Kramer and Eagle families, and uh, to Sarah and Hillel, Yehiratzon, um, so, there is a news program that is not broadcast in New York. <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting? Broadcast many, many cities uh, around the country have picked it up. It's hosted by Cheryl Atkinson. Atkinson. Um, I don't remember if we discussed her first book. Uh, she has a second book coming up soon. She was an investigative reporter for CBS. And when her reports were too, uh, were getting too close to President Obama and all kinds of wrongdoings, she was basically told by <laughs> CBS News to lay off. And she was pushed out, basically pushed out until she, until she uh, quit. There's someone with integrity. And for a long time, well, she wrote that book, and then for a long time she was um, just writing articles, and she had a website and so forth, and then she decided to start her own show. And as I say, it was not picked up in all the markets, but you can watch it online, very much like um, the Nachum Siegel Network uh, and the Israel Show. You can listen to it, uh, you can watch it whenever you want. It's called Full Measure. That's the name of the show, and the site is fullmeasure.news fullmeasure.news. When it, where it does air, it airs at 9.30 a.m. Sunday. So anytime after that, you can pick it up. And, and she does a great job, really a great job. I am looking, uh, well, you know what? When we, when, when we come back after this, I will let you know the name of her previous book and the name of her upcoming book because uh, they're definitely worth um, reading if you have any interest in media bias whatsoever. This is something that you want to hear. So we're going to play for you a uh, short interview that she did with Senator Lindsey Graham, very influential senator, and uh, he explains everything about the Taylor Force bill that is uh, that they are trying to pass. Believe it or not, uh, unless I hear otherwise, I have read that APAC is not supporting it, and the Israeli government is not supporting it. I'm shocked by that, but you know what? You listen now to the interview. Listen to Lindsey Graham explain what the Taylor Force bill is and why they're bringing it um, to um, to the Congress and want to make it law. And um, I guess then, then you'll try and think why someone from the Israeli government and APAC would be against it. So here it is in its entirety. This is uh, it's three minutes, uh, three and a half minutes, but uh, everything is here. You'll you'll hear everything about Teleforce Law. Cheryl Atkinson, off of uh, her news program, Full Measure, fullmeasure.news is where you can find it, and uh, Senator Lindsey Graham. In this week's Follow the Money, President Trump recently met with Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas. One topic that may have come up is funding for terrorists and their families. Last year, the Palestinian Authority allocated more than $300 million for families of martyrs or those who commit terrorist acts. I recently spoke with Republican Senator Lindsey Graham about a plan to change that, the Taylor Force Act. Well, the Taylor Force Act is named after a young man, Taylor Force, who was a West Point graduate, served a tour of duty in Iraq and Afghanistan, got out of the Army, was in graduate school studying in Israel. Uh, was at a dinner in Jaffa, Israel, walked outside, got stabbed to death by a Palestinian terrorist. 
the man who uh, stabbed him was killed. The body was sent back to Ramallah uh, in the West Bank, and he was uh, basically given a state hero's funeral welcome. The family was paid a large cash sum of money by the Palestinian government because they killed Taylor Force. This act is named in his honor, and it will cut off all Palestinian aid until they change their laws where they no longer pay their young people to kill Americans and Israelis. How do we know the Palestinian Authority paid uh, for that martyr's actions? It's part of their law. They pay money to your family while you're in jail. Your family gets free benefits, and when you get out, you, you get the pay of a uh, military officer. Uh, if you die a martyr, like the guy who killed Taylor Force, then your family gets a lifetime payment. Part of the codified system of payments to suicide bombers was revealed in a lawsuit in the last couple of years that's been going on. Families of suicide bombers received a $5,300 payment, which is worth a lot more yeah. there than it is here. What do you make of the idea they actually have a codified system that says, here's how much you get for this act? That's a great question. It's a sick society. Uh, when you pay your young people to commit terrorism acts, they'll do it. And the family will make more. Your family would be better off if you go to jail in Israel as a terrorist than if you worked in Ramallah or the West Bank. That's a sick society. It's inconsistent with peace. How much aid do we give to the Palestinian Authority? Between three and four hundred million. Every year. Every year. And my beef is not with the Palestinian people. I think in many ways they're a victim of this too. But the bottom line is, if you really want peace in the Mideast, you gotta stop this crap. The American taxpayer should not send money to a government that takes our money and other money to reward their kids for killing our kids and Israelis. Taylor Force was a victim of a corrupt, sick system. Would it be enough for them to disavow the payment system, or they have to present a law that shows they no longer will pay that kind of money for those acts? They have to change their law. They have literally a schedule. The longer you're in jail, the more you get paid. It's in a schedule in the Palestinian uh, Authority uh, law books. They have a martyr section. They've paid millions of dollars over the last 10 or 15 years to families like the man who killed Taylor Force. Fairly large payments in terms of what a Palestinian makes. I'm not going to give them any more money until they change their laws. The bill has critics, including those afraid that cutting U.S. funds would destabilize the Palestinian leadership. There you have it. I don't think we could have said it better. It's a sick society, says Senator Lindsey Graham, about the Palestinian Authority. Your family will be better off if you go to jail in Israel as a terrorist than if you work in Ramallah or the West Bank. That's a sick society. It's inconsistent with peace. That is fabulous. Have you heard this uh, in other places? Probably not. Uh, Cheryl Atkinson, and it's spelled S-H-A-R-Y-L, Cheryl Atkinson, Go on to Amazon or any other uh, of the bookstore. Her first, uh, or the library, her first book was called Stonewalled. I read it cover to cover. It is just gripping. It is, it, it, the subtitle is My Fight for Truth Against the Forces of Obstruction, Intimidation, and Harassment in Obama's Washington. And she doesn't say, and against CBS. And the new book that's going to be coming out on June the 27th, you could pre-order on Amazon if you like, or just wait for it to come out. Library, Amazon, Kindle, whatever. The Smear, it's called. How shady political operatives and fake news control what you see, what you think, and how you vote. And I've seen some clips of it, and it is gripping, and it is it will it will shatter your entire view of the news if you still have any confidence in any of the news. This this will totally uh, do away with it. It is such an important read, and this is an important person for us to follow and to encourage Cheryl Atkinson, not Atkinson, Atkinson. Um, I'll post I'll post it on our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/theisraelshow. Information about her. Lahakat Tammuz, including uh, Ariel Zilber, who. Uh, since this song has become a chassid of Chabad, going back in the day. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Hakat Tammuz with the song of Ariel Zilber, Sofanata Tapuzim. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show, uh, to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Well, as we mentioned earlier, today is Yutet Iyar, Tafshin Ayin Zayin. Well, on Yud Zayin Iyar, 5,740 which means 37 years ago, just about now, last this past Friday night, 37 years ago, there was a terrorist attack on a group of Jews. Six of them were, were shot dead. Many were injured. I want to take you back to those days, explain a little bit of the backstory, and then we'll discuss in greater detail the murder and the addendum that I said is a sick addendum to this story. So, you'll remember 50 years ago, next week, the Jewish people returned to the heartland of Israel. 
to Yerushalayim and to Hebron and to Beit Lechem and to Shechem and so forth. It's interesting, uh, a historical footnote, that in an interview that David Ben-Gurion gave after the Six-Day War, he said, whatever we do, if we relinquish territories to some other entity, we should do so, but never Yerushalayim and never Hebron, because Hebron is even stronger our connection with Hebron is even stronger. Our relationship with Hebron is longer. Don't forget David Melech was king in Hebron first over Yehuda, and then united Yehuda and Yisrael and moved to Yerushalayim. So, in 1967, when Israel returned to these areas, there were numerous um, young people who were um, excited to return to our homeland. Hanan Porat, who just turned the world upside down in order to be able to start a yeshuv again in Kfar Etzion, where he was born. And um, Rabbi Moshe Levinger and a group of others with him, the, the original, I think it, there was a... Felix was there. I don't remember who else was there. It was a group of uh, pioneers who um, spent Pesach of 1968 in a hotel in Hebron. They made the seder there, and then they announced that they're not moving out. They're staying in Hebron until the government allows them to build homes, to live in Hebron, to have Jewish settlement in Hebron. That didn't happen. There was a compromise reached, and the compromise was, back again, this is, we're talking 68, 69, the compromise was that right near the city of Hebron, a Jewish city will be built called Kiryat Arba, based on the, um, the, the um, association of those two names in, in the Chumash. And Kiryat Arba will be the Jewish, I'll, say, I'll use a bad word. The Jewish ghetto and Hebron will be for the Arabs. So they agreed to that, obviously, as a step one. And for many years, uh, the Jews lived in Kiryat Arba. They would, uh, on Friday night, they would uh, oftentimes come down to Me'arat HaMachpelah to Davin and then walk back to Kiryat Arba. In 1977... In, uh, also in May, in May of 1977, there was a, a um, real revolution, evolution, revolution in Israel. For the first time since its creation, a right-wing government was elected. The left was thrown out and Menachem Begin became prime minister. And everybody felt, okay, here it is. Now Menachem Begin is prime minister. We'll be able to live wherever we want. We'll be able to settle in Hebron and in other places. And so they went and spoke to him, and Menachem Begin wasn't so uh, eager as uh, everyone thought he would be to uh, to do that. And so the people of Hebron, of of Kiryat Arba decided that they're going to have to come up with some ploy in order to pressure the government. What did they do? Miriam Levinger, Rabbi Levinger's uh, wife, and several other women from Kiryat Arba, took their little children and in the uh, middle of the night snuck in to a home, a house, I should say, in the Arab, quote-unquote, Arab Hebron, called Beit Hadassah. And they said, this is Jewish property and there are more Jewish homes here and until the government does not allow us to live here as Jews, not in the uh, Kiryat Arba's next door, but in Hebron itself, we're not moving, and come and get us. And obviously the government didn't want a situation where where the Israeli soldiers will be seen dragging women and children out of uh, a Beit Hadassah. Now let's go back for a moment. Back, 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 back. Before there was a state of Israel. In the uh, 
late 1800s, early 1900s, Jews lived in Hebron. There was a Jewish community in Hebron. There were yeshivot, there were batei knesset, shuls. And people lived there, Jewish life. Hadassah, yes, the same organization that uh, we have in America, Hadassah Women that collects money for the hospital in Israel that is now in Yerushalayim, Hadassah Hospital. Well, they op- they bought, they purchased a, a home, a house, I should say, in Hebron and made it into a hospital and served all the residents of Hebron, Jews and Arabs alike, before there was a state. Well, one Friday night, back in 1939, I believe, it's Tarpat, so it's either 39 or 29, I believe it's 39, the Arabs of Hebron decided that they were, uh, they didn't like the Jews in Hebron. And they were incited by many different uh, Arab leaders, and they went on a killing rampage. And that is the famous Me'orot Tarpat, where on Friday night, they just went and slaughtered Jews. And they, besides slaughtering Jews, I, they did terrible things that we don't, don't want to even talk about on the radio. It was horrific. And it 60-plus people were murdered by Arabs. Many were injured. But you know what? They accomplished what they wanted. They actually accomplished what they wanted. The Jews left left Hebron. 67 Jews were, were killed, were murdered. And the Jewish Yishuv that had been in Hebron for 400 years was finished. They ran away the yeshiva. You know, Yeshiva Hebron. Many of you might have heard of Yeshiva Hebron, which is now in Yerushalayim. It was led by Rav Epstein, Rav Moshe Mordechai Epstein, who, who left Europe and, uh, to come and establish a yeshiva in Israel, called it Yeshiva Hebron. <sighs> they all picked up and left and went to Yerushalayim. And that was the end of the issue. So, what do these women now come to say? Beit Hadassah. How could Jews not live in Beit Hadassah now? As we skip forward again to 1980. And that was their way of pressuring the Begin government to allowing them to stay in Hebron and to establish homes. And whatever Jewish community there is today in Hebron, is thanks to that pioneering spirit of those people. And so, as the women and children were there, and by the way, they didn't bring them water, and they didn't, it, it was a, a, a long-lasting uh, kind of siege that the government played against the, uh, the women and children of Hebron, and they tried to get them out, and, it, you know, they were, they were stubborn. You don't, get to, you, don't, you don't live in Hebron if you're not stubborn. Stubborn meaning believe in what you're doing. And every Friday night, a group of men would walk from Kiryat Arba to Marat HaMachpelah and Davin. And after Marav, they would go to the women, make Kiddush, and then go back to Kiryat Arba. And on this Friday night, 17 ER 5740, 37 years ago this past Friday night, four Arabs waited and ambushed the group of innocent Jews that were just davening and then coming to make Kiddush for their wives, using guns and grenades. They slaughtered six of the members of that group and injured many. And it was a a, a horrific scene. tell you more about the shisha the six that were the six young young men that were murdered that night and who murdered them and where they are today 
tell you more about that after this song. This is uh, Shuli Rand with Bechabatru Avotenu. It's from uh, Tzama, volume number three. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shuli Rand, with Bechabatru at the beginning of that uh, segment, you hear uh, the uh, Lubavitcher Rebbe Zatzal 
Rab Nachum Mendel Schneerson uh, singing this tune. It's a Chabad Nigan. And it's part of Tzama 3, which is uh, the third album in a series of uh, Tzama albums that are uh, of Nigune Chabad. We're taking you back 37 years to the Friday night, 17th ER, 5740, in front of Beit Hadassah in the Jewish, what is now the Jewish community of Hebron, what then was an outpost, if you will, of uh, Jewish women who had uh, snuck into Beit Hadassah and were uh, not going to come out until the government agreed to allow more Jews to live in Hebron, in the Jewish, what was the Jewish quarter of Hebron. And on that Friday night, as the group from Kiryat Arba, the Jewish um, town right nearby, were, uh, after davening, made their way to Beit Hadassah to make Kiddush for the women, they were shot down, murdered in cold blood by four Arab terrorists. The four Kedoshim were Tzvi Glatt, Gershon Klein, Yaakov Zimmerman, six, did I say four, six? Howie Glad, Gershon Klein, Yaakov Zimmerman, Hanan Krauthammer, Eli Hazaev, and Shmuel Mermelstein. And as Nachum mentioned, if you were listening to Jamie Dame just before this broadcast, Shmuel Mermelstein was a friend of his. They were both studying in Kerem Biyavne. You can imagine the, the emotions that uh, take over. Eli Hazaev was an American citizen who served in Vietnam. And he became a Gert Sedek. He converted to Judaism and came to live in Kiryat Arba. He was killed, Al-Kidush Hashem. And how he glad, Svi glad. Who I knew tangentially. And I was at his funeral. I think it was one of the first funerals I was at in Israel. And I remember myself standing. I could see it in my eyes if it was today. I was in Machon Lev at the time, not far from Har Herzl, where he was buried. Thousands of people were there. I was standing on a little lawn, hilltop sort of. Not far from the caver, I could hear, but couldn't really see very much, and I, I, I was just crying my neshama out. Everyone, kulam kedoshim, kulam tehorim. So, this year, just a few days ago, On the very same date on the Hebrew calendar, there are elections in Hebron, in the Arab Hebron, for mayor. And the Hamas bowed out. It's very much of a Hamas city, Hebron is. But they decided not to participate for whatever political reasons they have. And the Fatah candidate won. Taysir Abu Snine. Abu Snines are a well-known family in Hebron. He's now the mayor of Hebron. He's going to provide all the city services to the, to the Arabs and to the Jews of Hebron. Guess what? One of the four Arabs who murdered the six boys on that night, 37 years ago to the day, was Taysir Abu Snine. Yes. He was tried in an Israeli court and he was sentenced to life in prison. And then he was released. And one of the, not, not the re- most recent deal, but one of the deals of prisoner releases. And now the sick irony is that he is the mayor of Hebron. This murderer, this man who has the blood 
of six young holy neshamot, this murderer is now the mayor of Hebron. And these are the people with whom we are supposed to be negotiating. I don't understand what is going on. I will tell you that um, next week, President Trump is on his way, will be in Israel. But we should uh, flood, flood the White House with calls. Let the president know that there really is nothing to negotiate about. No one in Israel believes that the quote-unquote two-state solution is a viable option at this time with everything going on in the Arab world as it is. You imagine what would happen if the heartland of Israel that is controlled now by the Palestinian Authority plus more would be given to Arab control. How long would it take not only for murderers like Abu Snena, but how long would it take for the Hamas to just have a takeover there by force like they did in Aza or, or for ISIS to infiltrate? I don't know. I hope these rumors are wrong. Who the heck knows? Let's pray. Let's do what we need to do and let us pray. And let us remember those holy young men who were murdered in cold blood Al-Kiddush Hashem 37 years ago this past Friday night. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you. 
Ariel Horowitz, Rakafot Ben Aslaim, Nomi Shemer's son, for those who are not familiar. Um, we're going to close out with, what did we decide we're closing out with? Oh, with uh, Tutim, Chaim Shalanu Tutim, Life is Great. This was the number one song uh, in Israel last year, Hanan Ben Ari, a religious um, up-and-coming superstar, I should say. Uh, we're going to post on our Facebook page links to the songs that we played today. We're going to post a link to the uh, Cheryl Atkinson uh, interview with Lindsey Graham that we played, plus a post. Uh, we will post a link about her books as well. I want to also mention that the story about the election of uh, Abu Snena broke, I believe, on JM Sunday with Matis. So that's always a great place to get up to date over the weekend for news from Israel as he has a live report there. Um, and, you know, that's just one of the great features of the Nahum Siegel Network. JM in the AM, Nahum Siegel have been at this for close to 35 years, bringing Jewish programming to Jewish people all over the globe. I can tell you over the years when I have answered the uh, phones at the marathon, the fundraising marathon, I would speak to people who would share with me how Nachum and Jamin in the AM has influenced them, the effect it's had on, on their lives. People who were non-practicing Jews, who would listen and hear about the beauty of Judaism, the positiveness of Judaism, became Baalei Tshuva. They returned to their roots as a result of listening to JM in the AM. Not one, not two, more, many more. And people who have no Judaism in their lives, elderly people who don't go out, to whom one lady said, this is my Shabbat when I hear Rabbi Yudin on Friday, when I hear the Shabbos music on Friday. You have no idea how much how important, how much this does for Jews. And now, through the Nachum Siegel Network, it's Jews around the world in every corner. I know that people listening to this show from Australia and from Germany and from South places in South America and South Africa and Great Britain it's, it's, and all over the United States, it is awesome and it's amazing. And it, it only happens because of the the strength that Nachum Siegel brings with him and the clarity of his vision. Everything has to be positive. There's no Lashon Hara. There's no negativity. It doesn't usually work in radio, but he has made it work. The influence that he has, Malcolm Holmline always says, and I've heard him say it to senior Israeli officials, advisors to the prime minister, he gets more action as a result of being on Jame in the AM than as a result of being on any other television or radio outlet, including CNN or other big outlets that you can't that you might uh, think of. So please, it can't happen without your support. It just can't. Go over to uh, pledge on the web. F FJB, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting is the not-for-profit arm. FJB Unity, one word. F like Frank, J like Jewish, B like boy. FJBUnity.com. That is where to go. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, I've been saying that comments.org. FJBUnity.org. FJBUnity.org. FJBUnity.org is the place to go to contribute. And if you're doing it as part of uh, the Israel show, meaning that you listen to Israel show and you like it and, and you're moved to do, uh, to do it as a result of this, uh, um, please mark it down. I'd be, I'm very flattered and I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful. Um, mark it down in the comments there and, uh, and keep this alive because without your help, we really couldn't. Uh, we're going over time. We started a little late. We're going over time. So we'll start the song, Hachim Shalanu Tutim, and uh, when we're kicked off, we're, lo- we're off. And if you're listening on the archives, we'll let the song go till the end. Um, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of Nachum Siegel Network, especially of Rami this morning. It was very helpful. My special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, an hour of great Jewish music, followed by an encore presentation of headlines with David Lichtenstein, and then the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following Jamie and the Aim, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. I'm <laughs> שחיתות בכל שבועיים פיגוע כל יומיים הארנונה בשמיים והטסק בירושלים כשבא לבית נושה וגם הבוס נוקשה אז הפכתי למורשה לא הכל פרר ומושה אבל אין לנו זכות בכלל להתלונן הכל כפוך המסה וברוך השם כי החיים שלנו תותים החיים שלנו תותים החיים שלנו תותים Thank you.